Hello, everybody. I am obviously not here today. I'm actually visiting your Faith Church family at our Atlanta location. But you are in good hands and you are in for a very, very special treat today. We have a ministry that is near and dear to my heart and near and dear to the heart of hopefully all of you. And that's the Walter Hoving Home. They are here today and they are going to minister to you. The girls are going to sing um, some songs as their choir is going to come in just a little bit. And the head of the ministry, Beth Greco, who's a dear friend, of mine with our husband, Tim. They're here and they're going to minister the word to you. They're going to share some things that are going to inspire you. This is an absolutely incredible ministry. And so I want you, when Beth walks up to the stage, to put your hands together and give them the greatest and the biggest faith church welcome. I'll see you next week. Good morning, Faith Church. We are glad to be with you, and what a blessing to to be here in your house and to celebrate what God is doing with you. Thank you to Pastor Frank and Lisa for allowing us to, to come and for their partnership and their friendship, and we love this church. I want to say, um, last year after we were here, um, Pastor Frank and Lisa came up and visited and, and toured our home, and he stepped into our chapel that was built in the 80s, and it was bright orange. And, um, and he looked around, and I had told him that we someday hope to renovate it. And um, so this church took it on as a project, and you have renovated our chapel. And so we have a nice, beautiful, um, just a really warm place for our women to spend time with the Lord and to have classes, and, and it's just gorgeous. So I invite you to come up and look at it any time. So for those of you that don't know, the Hoving Home is a Christian ministry that reaches out and helps women that have been involved in addiction, that have had their lives just shattered by addiction or other life-controlling problems. We also take in women that have been rescued um, from sex trafficking. We have a long-term program that just helps them find their way to Jesus an opportunity to be loved and experience the love of Jesus so that their lives can be transformed. So they live with us long term and they get to go through a biblical discipleship curriculum. They get to um, obtain job skills and then to be launched into different parts of of um, the country and, and different aspects of ministry and workplace in order to be a witness under the one that has saved them. And I mean, we get to be a part of that. And so we're very excited. We've been doing it since 1967. And so we're in New York, we're in New Jersey, we're in California, and we're in Nevada. And about three weeks ago, we opened at our New York campus a new program for pregnant women and women with their young children. And so we're very excited about that. And we hope to expand that over the next few years. There's a huge need. I don't know if you know it or not. Maybe you've heard it in the news. But we are in the worst drug epidemic we've ever seen. The number one killer of Americans under the age of 50 is overdose. And the fastest growing segment of those that are losing their battle is women. And so we've been in the fight for a long time. We hope to be in it. For a long time until drug addiction is abolished. But we know, we know that Jesus is the answer. 
The world has a lot of treatments and a lot of ways of trying to help, but Jesus is the real answer to the hurts in our lives, the diseases in our life, the challenges in our lives, the obstacles. He is the answer to the drug epidemic. And so these women that are behind me, they're currently in our program. They're going to share a couple of their stories, but I want to read you a scripture out of Proverbs 31. It's 8 and 9. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. And that's what we're called to do, isn't it? To help those that can't help themselves, to reach those that are lost. And as these women, as their lives are changed, I'm a graduate of the program from about 27 years ago. And so as our lives have been transformed, now we get the privilege of going out and telling others, hey, Jesus transformed my life and he can do the same for you. So I'd like to introduce to you the Hoving Home Choir. Oh, 
Good morning. I was a slave to the streets and a prisoner to prostitution. My name is Shari. I'm 34 years old. And I was born in Passaic, New Jersey. I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. They've been together since I was two months old, making him the only dad that I've ever really known. I did briefly have a relationship with my biological dad. At 15, I met him, and then he disappeared again at the age of 19. So growing up, everything was pretty normal. I did really well in school. I went to church every Sunday with my family. I sang in a gospel group, and life seems pretty well. But behind closed doors from the tender age of seven, I was being raped. I endured this all the way till 15, and I decided to start fighting back, and unfortunately, I also became rebellious. I began to sneak out of the house. I started experimenting with smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol, but I managed to excel, and I graduated high school with honors, and I attended the University of Virginia, where I studied psychology. I have one daughter. Her name is Angel. She's 10 years old. She is the pride and joy next to Jesus of my life, and she's in Maryland. So I raised her for the first six years the best way that I knew how, and then one weekend I was at home in Jersey visiting my family, and I got a call that my boss had got a, a call that my boss had gotten murdered. And probate shut the company down. I lost everything, and I had to relocate back to New Jersey. Upon getting back to New Jersey, I became even more depressed than I was already, and I met a man who was a drug dealer, and he introduced me to crack cocaine. After I started using this drug, I spiraled out of control, and over the next two years, I graduated to shooting heroin, I became homeless, and I prostituted myself sometimes for little or nothing. I did go into the Hoving home February of 2017, and I left three days later, which was one of the worst decisions that I've ever made in my life. So I continued to run. I rejected the urge to pray, even though I knew deep down inside I needed help. And um, one day, I was in Patterson on the stroll, and a car came up beside me, and the window rolled down, and I saw the muzzle of a gun. And when I woke two days later, I was in Newark University Trauma Center, and they told me I had been shot in the face with a frozen paintball, and they had to remove my right eye. I got out of the hospital, and three weeks later, I relapsed and went right back to using. I could not look at myself in the mirror, and um, I just really didn't want to live anymore. After that, I had a bad overdose. I was pronounced dead for six and a half minutes, but God had a bigger plan for me. Unfortunately... Unfortunately, I did continue to run for a little while longer. And then one day I was sick in a crawl space and I heard the Lord talk to me and he said, you have to get help or you're going to die a drug addict. So I remembered the Hoving home and I remembered how I felt God for the three days that I was there. So I called my parents and they helped me to do an intake at the home. And two days later, I was back at the home. Upon arriving to the home, I was so broken and so bitter and angry, and I just, I didn't have any hope. But at some point, I chose life, and I decided that I wanted to live. And so now I've been at the home for almost 13 months. I complete on the 27th, and God has just really transformed me, and he's renewed my mind. And um, I have all of these wonderful sisters that are helping me to cope with losing my eye because um, it's still hard for me to look in the mirror. 
And I've learned about the power of forgiveness. I have restoration with my daughter. In two weeks, I get to see her after two years. So I'm just so blessed. And my future plans, I am going to do an internship at the home. And hopefully, I'll be able to stay on with the ministry and just share the love of Christ with people and be able to encourage women that have gone through things that I've been through. And the scripture that I leave you with is Psalms 116, verse 8 through 9. For you, O Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Thank you. Thanks, Sherry. We think Sherry's beautiful. So you may be wondering how you can get involved and how you can help. So we have tables in the back, and you can get all kinds of information about our ministry and talk to our women after the service if you have some questions. But we would ask that you pray for us. You can always add us to your daily prayer list. Also, you can get information in the back about being a Christian family or a volunteer at our ministry. We're about an hour from you. Um, Or you can partner with us financially. You can sponsor one of these women while they go through our program. We um, never deny anyone entrance into our program for lack of funds. So about 82% of our women are actually scholarshiped. Um, by the money that we raise um, to, to have them there. And so great opportunity to sponsor one of them while they're with us and to help them be able to have their needs met. So if you're interested in that, there is a blue coupon in the newsletter that you received when you walked in. Fill that out. You can get our newsletter. You can get our um, monthly updates on, on women that are in the program. Go to the table. There's a free book for you if you'll fill that out today. And we would love to to have you in partnership with us. We also have CDs for sale. There's pocketbooks for sale that the women themselves make. And um, and so much out there that, that whatever questions you have, they they know the answers to them. So feel free to, to ask them. So once again, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be here. And thank you for supporting us. We could not... Do what we do if it wasn't for churches and people like you. And we are so very grateful. So I'm going to invite Caitlin up. She's going to share her story with you. Hi. Okay. All right. Well, I was homeless, hopeless, helpless. I was living under tarp alongside the highway in abandoned buildings and under bridges. I hopped freight trains from state to state. I ate out of dumpsters and didn't change my clothes for months at a time. My name is Caitlin. I'm from Michigan. Um, At first, raggedy clothes were a money-making costume until a nice outfit was a cover-up in hopes no one would know I was a filthy homeless beggar. I've had two children rightfully taken from me, my precious baby girl Marley and Jackson. I don't know if it's because my mom left when I was eight months old that I never really felt worth anything, really. But... um, so that's why I drank while I was pregnant with Marley. And CPS took her from me due to my alcoholism. And then I really knew I would never amount to anything. And that's when I became a homeless junkie pregnant with Jackson. Two days after I had Jackson, I went to jail for a home invasion crime I committed. And as soon as I got out, Jackson's father, Derek, and I, we hopped on a freight train to try to escaped from our guilt and shame from what we put our children through. And uh, 
We made it to you from negative 20, 30 degree weather in Flint, Michigan to the scariest place in my entire life, which was Chicago, until I just became numb and my heart became rock solid and cold. I surrendered to evil. This happened when I was running a crack house out there and someone stole the money. And when I had told the boss who put me in the house, he set his goons up all over, and they came in dragging this guy in with a guy on two arms. They had bashed his head in with a baseball bat, and I was crying and screaming and wailing, and they were like, you can't think like that being part of the game. So I chalked it up as a day in the life of Katie. And also while I was there, I accumulated, like, body lice, and I was shooting up in my neck because I had no veins left. Um, When winter broke, finally, we had ended up making it out of there together, and we hopped on another freight train, and we made it to Pennsylvania, where I met this man named Dave, who had a street ministry for homeless travelers, people in crisis, and he would convince us to try to go get help. He would bring us food and Gatorade. We'd be holding our sign, and he'd try to convince us to get help, and we would refuse, so he drove us back to Michigan, and when we got home, he, Derek, he ended up going to jail, and I wasn't making any money holding my sign out there, so I started working on Backpage, desperately begging guys to perform sexual favors for small amounts of money. Um, that would lead me to three overdoses in two weeks, one on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and within the last one, I made it back to Pennsylvania, and as soon as I got Narcan back to life, I remember it was like 8 o'clock. I texted Dave from the tent, and I said, I'm ready. And so for two years now, I've been working on this until I came to the Hoving home and decided to stop working on it and let God work in me. And <clears throat> since I've been here at the home, I haven't smoked any cigarettes. I don't take any kind of meds. I mean, I take Maverick for hepatitis C that I got while I was out there, but I should be cured from that soon, praise God. And my future plans, I'm not exactly sure what it looks like, but I know God does, and I'm trusting and believing that it's going to be something really great. And I plan on doing an internship there, and it's going to be really good. But the scripture I leave you with is Psalm 23.4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and staff comfort me. I said that wrong. Change it, you're not separated.
Everybody. I'm Tim Greco. I belong to that one up in front. Praise the Lord. I am the pastor of the Church on the Hill. I co-pastor with my wife Beth. We also, I also am the uh, media liaison for the Walter Hoving Home, and we are so happy to be with you today. You've heard just a few of the stories of what God can do. I mean, if you think about it for a second, Satan had them bound, and Jesus set them free. Amen. That's really the reality of the Hoving Home, is that Jesus can set anybody free. When you look at these girls, people ask us all the time, you know, do you ever become numb? Does it ever affect you? I'm sitting in that front row crying just like you were. I'm thinking about Caitlin, who told us last night on the van ride home that this is the first home she's ever had, really. This is the first home that she's ever felt like she's ever been at home with. Listening to Sherry's story living in a crawl space. Do you know something? God has a plan for every life. Amen. God has a plan for every life. And I'm just here to tell you tonight that there is hope. There is hope for even the worst among us. God is there and Jesus' hand is extended and he reaches down from the pit that they were in and he pulls them out. That's what we do. Amen. That's what we do. We are hope. We give hope to those who are hopeless. They were once dope pushers. Now they're hope pushers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now they're sharing the love of Christ 
just like anybody else. And we thank the Lord for their lives. We think of them as precious. Amen. We think of them as queens. Glory to God. That God has redeemed them. That's what we were like. If you look at your life of sin, you say, well, I haven't ever gone that far. But according to God, you have because sin is sin, right? And we all need a redeemer. And thank God that he has redeemed us. Glory to God. Colossians 1.27 says, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles glorious. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. How many of you know today that it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory? Amen. Praise the Lord. When you see Tim Greco, you're seeing somebody who brings hope. Amen. Not my own hope, but the hope of Jesus Christ to a lost and broken world. Wherever you are today, whatever situation you're in, God has chosen you to be his hand extended to reach out with hope to those that are lost in your families. How many of you got lost in your families? Amen. At your job. Praise the Lord. God has chosen that you are to bring hope to a lost and dying generation. I've just got a few points I want to share with you today. I'm not exactly sure what time I'm going to end, but if I see somebody falling asleep, I'll know it's time. Hallelujah. Do you know that hope moves us forward? Christian's hope is a realistic expectation of a joyful longing for future good and glory based on the reliable word of God. Hope in us moves us forward. Amen. I have to tell you something right now. On my own, I don't move forward. But man, it is the hope of God in me that moves me forward. Amen. That makes me go on. That makes me say I can do it and I can do it in Christ Jesus. It's not me. It's Christ in me. Amen. It's not you. It's Christ in you. On our own, we can't really do much, can we? But man, once we get the Holy Ghost, praise the Lord, and it's God in us and we are in God, we can do all things, all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us and gives us hope. Amen. I want to tell you something. I'm so glad that I can do all things. I can do some things okay. But man, through Christ, I can do all things. And that keeps me moving forward, wanting to go out there and reach more and more people for Christ. We were on the streets the other night. We were street witnessing and bringing clothes to the homeless. And there was a girl on the corner. And we said to her, you know, do you want a Caitlin, actually, who is so sympathetic to those that are homeless, went up to her and started to talk about Christ to her. And she said, I know, not not right now, but I know. So she gave her the information. I want to tell you something. I'm praying for that girl. Amen. And I'm thanking God that Caitlin is transformed. Hallelujah. Where she was once that person who needed to hear the word of God. And now she is sharing the word of God. She is moving forward in her faith. She's reaching out to those that are oppressed just like she was. She's reaching out and she's bringing hope. Hallelujah. Hope, what does it do? It lightens the darkness. Hope does not deny or remove the reality of darkness, but it does shine a bright light 
to the valleys and the points and the sunrises of them. I'm going to tell you something right now. Wherever I am, I am a light bearer. Amen. I am going to bring the light to this world. Wherever situation I'm in, no matter who I'm talking to, I am going to bring the light of Christ to them because I know what he's done for me. Amen. And I want to reach out to somebody else and share the love of Christ with them. I was talking the other, the other day, Beth and I were on a plane and we live in California and Las Vegas. We live half the time there. And then we live in New Jersey and New York. And we also pastor a church. We're home on Sundays, believe it or not. It's not glamorous. Hallelujah. Being on a plane, but we were just upgraded to a first class seat. Oh, and that happens. Praise the Lord. Amen. I got that app, that United app, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, we got upgraded. Praise the Lord. And they put you on a list, and it could change sometimes, right? There's always a fight when Beth gets upgraded and I don't. I'm like, hmm, how's that going to work out? But, man, they upgraded us to those lay-down seats. You know the ones that you're, it's like a pod where you're laying out and you got the nice blanket, and they give you eye cream and a toothbrush and all that stuff. Hallelujah. They walk around with a cart for ice cream sundaes. And, oh, man, it's everything they tell you it should be. I was sitting out there, and I'm like, yeah, boy, this is going to be a good flight. Hallelujah. So I'm in there, and I'm playing around with the seat. And then the Holy Spirit, you know the Holy Spirit will ruin it, right? I was like, what? Holy Spirit said, you see that African-American man there with the uniform? He's given his life for you. The least you could do is give your seat for him. I'm like, I'm not listening to you, Lord. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Some people say, not today, Satan. I was like, not today, Jesus. I'll, no, 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 no. I was like, you must be talking to Beth. Let me go over and get her attention. <laughs> so she, it was really Beth. She's not listening, so I had to go tap her on the shoulder. Nope, the Holy Spirit said, it's you. So I... Talk to the lady, the stewardess. I don't know if they call them stewardesses anymore. What do they call them? Stewards? I don't know. I'm not politically correct, so if you think I'm that person, forget about it. So she said, I said, is, I saw the man with the uniform on. I said, do you know where she is? he is? And she said, no. She goes, but come on, let's go look together, honey. So we started going to the plane, and we looked in economy, and there he was. And I said, sir, I said, I'm a Christian. I said, and I'd be probably not going to believe this, but the Holy Spirit told me that I should give you my seat in first class. And his lips started quivering and he started to shake a little bit. So I said, now go get your bags. I'm going to take your seat in economy and you go take my seat in first class. So all of a sudden I look, the stewardess is crying. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just want to tell you something. I am a born again, spirit-filled Christian. Amen. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me today and told me to do this. I would never normally do this. Amen. (laughs) So she's telling everybody else on the plane. And all of a sudden you could just feel the spirit of God move. Listen, when God tells you to do something, you better do it. Amen. When it's time to shine your light, you better step up and do what God has told you to do. So I stepped up and did what God told me to do. And you know what? There was a reaction. Amen. Wherever Jesus tells you to do something and you obey, there's going to be a reaction. Amen. If it's in your family, hallelujah, there's going to be a reaction. Boy, you got a great worship team, don't you? Praise the Lord. What's the sister's name that leads worship here? Michelle? Rochelle. Oh, hallelujah. I was thinking, can you imagine Rochelle, if she's angry, I don't know if she has kids or a family. 
But boy, she could really have an impact. Amen. I said, get over here. Wow. What a voice. Praise the Lord. Imagine she could shine the light in the darkness. Amen. They were doing spiritual warfare up here. The whole band. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Do you know what you have in this church? Praise God. We are so happy to be friends with your pastor and his wife, Lisa. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, they are it, aren't they? They're like that couple. You're like, I can't believe they're real, right? I'm not joking. When we first met him, I will never forget. I was in the green room of TBN. I was a lot heavier than I am now because I was on that keto. How many of you are on keto? Praise God. Talk about shining the light in the darkness. Oh, hallelujah. I'm rebuking people that are eating sugar right now. Amen. Get out my face, Satan. Amen. Not today, Satan. But I remember I was there and we were, Beth was being interviewed by him on his talk show and we're in New York and I walked in the green room and they had like a fully stocked refrigerator. I was like, oh man, there were snicker bars and there was crackers and cheese and I had a big old mouth of food and all of a sudden Frank walked in. I went, hey, how you doing there? How you doing there, Frank? But praise, that's how our friendship began. I said, when are you going to have the Hoving Home at your church? And he did. He followed up on his promise. You know, he not only followed up on his promise, he's gone way beyond anything that we could have ever expected. You've got wonderful pastors in this church. You need to thank the Lord for them. Amen. I like to say that my hope is infectious. Hallelujah. Just as we can drag other down by recriminations and moping, we can also inspire others to motivate. Amen. My hope is contagious. When we talk about the Hoving Home, it is contagious. Amen. You want to have what they have. If you haven't had an experience with Jesus like they've had, I hope they've inspired you today to get in deeper with the Lord. Amen. Because they prove that God can do anything. Amen. There is not a person too low that he cannot drag out of the pit. There is not anybody that is hopeless. There is not anybody that is helpless. God is available. Amen. And he reaches his hand down and it is infectious today. Amen. But I got glory to God. I want to give to you. Amen. I want to share with you what God can do and how God can deliver today. Do you know that God can deliver? Praise the Lord. How many of you know that? Hallelujah. It's infectious. The world didn't give it to me. Amen. And the world can't take it away from me. Do you know, I, I know there's a lot of Christians that walk around moping and you know, I can't stand Christians that drag, you know. Listen, I didn't come out of the world to have a bad time. How many did you did? Amen. I did not come out of the world and get saved and come into church life to have a bad time. I came in to have a good time. Amen. I came in to have a God party. Hello. Amen. I came in to have a God party. And I want to tell you something right now. You better change your face up. Amen. If you're going to be the light of the world, your face needs to tell people that. When you walk into your workplace, you need to be the light. People got to say, I can't wait till she gets here. Amen. I can't wait till he gets here. You better be shining the light. Don't worry about what's happening in the world. How many worried about what's happening in the world? Forget about politics. Amen. God is not using any politician. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's not using any political party. Why do we sit around and worry about what's on the news? I don't really care what's on the news anymore, to be honest with you, because my hope is not in any man. Amen. It is not in any political party. My 
hope, hallelujah, is in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. He is the hope of glory. He is the hope. Amen. And boy, my countenance is going to reflect that today because my Jesus is greater. Amen. I'm not worried about what's happening in the world because the Bible says that one day we could just disappear. Amen. Praise the Lord. We could just be out of here. Glory to God. One day that trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and we will be gone. Hallelujah. How many of you expecting that? Glory to God. The world will tell you, oh, it's getting darker. Of course it is. And it's always been dark, right? But my hope is in Jesus Christ. I hope in God. And you know, while I'm here and people are so glued to what's going on politically, I'm going to say, hey, wait a minute. There's another way. Amen. You do not have to be depressed. You don't have to walk around in darkness because we have the hope of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I was looking at the ladies today and I think that hope is healing. How many of you know that today? Hope is healing. When they didn't have a prayer, God pulled them out. Amen. When everybody gave up on them and their families said no, God said yes. I'm thinking about Tracy, our choir director. She, when she came into the program and I looked at Tracy, I said, oh, you're doing choir now? She goes, God put it back in my heart to do it. Amen. Oh, man, that's healing, isn't it? Praise the Lord. God could heal any heart. There is nobody too far from God's grace today. And I want to leave you with that, that there's not any person here that's too far from God. God could reach down. Maybe you're struggling with somebody today. Maybe it's somebody in your life that has an addiction. I want to let you know something. There is always hope. Amen. Never give up on hope. Maybe you've got a broken heart today. I want to tell you something. God will bind up your broken heart. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're depressed. And listen, it happens. Amen. It happens. We all get depressed from time to time. Nobody is immune to it. There's hope today. Amen. And God will heal. There is a balm in Gilead today. And God will heal your heart if you'll allow him to. God loves you so much. I don't know if you know that or not. But God loves you so much that he gave his life for you. What can you do in exchange? Give your life to him. Amen. This Christian walk is, you know, sometimes you have to laugh at it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have, because I'm married to Beth, people naturally assume I had an addiction. I'm like, I never had an addiction in my life. Except for Flintstone vitamins. It took me two Barneys and a Dino to get out of bed. <laughs> I remember Beth shared her testimony before we got married. Beth, Beth has a testimony. 26 years ago, she is bought up on charges, gun charges in a bank. And it was time to get married. 15 years later, Beth and I got married. And I told my big Italian family, I said, you know, there's something you need to know. You know, she had a felony charge, felony gun charge. Told her, hey, all right, bring her in. Where is she? You want to meet her? We like this one. Praise God. Christian life is fun, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. You never know what's going to happen. Hallelujah. It was always my dream to marry a felon. Hallelujah. No. My wife is transformed. My wife is it. I want to tell you something. She is the boss. Not in our house, but she is the boss. <laughs> Hallelujah. And she gets the job done. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you all for partnering with the ministry. And I want to tell you something. If you've never been to the Hoeing Home, you're all invited to come. You really are. There's a place for you. Come on up. Visit us. We'll give you a tour. We'll introduce you to some ladies. And if you don't have hope when you leave there, then nothing's going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah.